Welcome to Joyous Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting in all sorts of music. Let's do it. Mitch actually suggested he was like you should re-record the the intro in an interesting time signature for this one and I was like that would be real smart I don't have the time yeah. <laughs> but who's I might... got the time <laughs> so if, if that happens then whatever everybody gets to have heard that so we can we could try it acapella we could try, <laughs> try the yeah let's song just this arrange podcast, this real quick <laughs> acapella in a weird time Four signature <laughs> touche let's try let's try nine eight hey guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, we're back. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Uh, let, yeah, let's get to it. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Matt. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, introduce everybody. This is Parker over oh, here. Hello. Let's chat over here oh, to hey. your left. <clears throat> <laughs> well, now Parker has to pay on the podcast. I, uh, honestly, I did like the first two episodes and then I just forgot. And then I think I saved the template as not panned. So. Whatever. Mm. To be it's fair, it's not panned I, anymore. I think that's probably fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> nobody. I think only anybody like listening in earbuds would yeah. even notice. But like a lot of people listen on their phones, probably or you know, in cars, I listen on my know. earbuds. I listen on your earbuds too. Well, to be fair though, some people like to listen to things with only one earbud. So that's if you pan everything true. pretty hard, someone's gonna some, be quiet. Yeah. Somebody's gonna be. Somebody's gonna be not there. <laughs> I do remember Just that pan was everything to the right. Do you guys <laughs> feel like really that was angry. a big thing? I, at least for me, that was a big thing. Like I don't know, ninth grade or something, where I'd share earbuds with somebody, and Gross. then especially listening like metal or whatever, where guitars yeah, would be completely totally panned. Missing one. Yeah. yeah, there would just be one guitar part that's like, oh, it's uh, you can't hear it, but it's doing something uh, re- re- really cool, right? There. (laughs) My first car, the the speaker in the the passenger door busted. (laughs) So I never ever got that. It's like some songs I would just hear exactly what was on the left. I thought it was that's how they were. I was listening to um, a podcast that Matt Carter from Emory was in, and he was saying, Yeah, I always have my guitar panned to the left because that's where the driver sits. And (laughs) so then they get to hear my part. And I'm like, I mean, if you're recording yourself and you're the engineer, yeah, you know, whatever you do what you want, I guess. and the other guitarist was like, well, I'm, Actually, I'm trying to think if I like ever had a preference for which direction I would have panned my own guitar, but I don't, I don't I think I, I may have gone left just because that's like the mono channel that I'd be used to. Yeah. Like, Oh, if I'm only going to be in one, I'd rather be in the left. I think one, I always I put myself in right and then put James in left. But a lot of times I'd actually just do the, like double the rhythm guitar yeah. and then put the yeah. lead ish parts like center and right then with a little center. bit of reverb on it to like, Wash it out. Yeah. Low Beggar was a three guitar band, so uh, we, we couldn't like double ooh. everybody's part or you yep. wouldn't have heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with everything being like so washy and uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle's beautiful. parts were always really, really like uh, post rocky and, yeah. and big and beautiful. I but. think I maybe saw Kyle uh, like. I need to text him and say, like, hey, were you at Radnor Lake last week? Because I was there and I was like, that guy kind of looks like Kyle. And we kind of almost made eye contact, but he was sitting in a car. So I was like, I don't really know. Well, but that's a really that's cool enough, random story that yeah. we had. <laughs> it's enough of a tangent. Sorry so about that. anyway. Parker, uh, what you been listening to? Yeah. Okay. So mine is interesting for me. Uh, this is my friend Wyatt recommended it to me. And uh, let me pull it up so I've got all the right infos. The artist is called Recognize. Recognize. 
got chains, I got fame To be living in the middle of the lane And it feel it's strange that I'm plain But it feels quite right to be sane I've been knocked down to the lounge And I can't get around to be proud of I'm living in good Everything I plant in the ground comes back to me now Spell W-R-E-K-O-N-I-Z-E Or just oh, like so it's not recognized It's not it's recognized Recognized Yeah and um, which is exactly the genre that you think it would be. It's some kind of hip hop, <laughs> huh. which is not what I normally listen to barely at all. Wow. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of well, we were talking about Childish Gambino last week, mm-hmm. a little bit of Awake, Awaken My Love, mm-hmm. that album, because there were a lot more instruments. The instrumentation was just a lot more interesting than most hip hop. Like usually the issue that I have with the majority of hip hop is um, lyrical content. I just don't care about the subject matter. Like, it's not even like cussing or whatever. That's fine. But like the so subject matter is, so is just similar. not interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, about having intercourse and whatnot. That <laughs> <laughs> was very clinical. Of yeah, you. very, uh, you know, what I do. And um, so it's either about, it's also, it's that. And also the music a lot of times is very beat heavy, but not like, interesting per se yeah, there's not like instru- interesting instrumentation beyond the he, drum part exactly so this he actually it's he does a really good job with with all that i mean i don't know what if it, he produces or just kind of approved or whatever but mm-hmm. um and the it's kind of it seems like it's a concept album i listened to it like three or four times through at this point um and it seems like it's kind of a concept album where the first song it's he's kind of being put like in a um uh hypnotized or something or put under and then the rest of the album is kind of like him in a trance and like thinking about different random things or something or it's not that at all and it's just that's the first (laughs) song or two that have to do with it i don't know but in any case it was uh yeah it was really good so the artist is called recognize and the album is called into the further and i would recommend the song float um but yeah so that's what i've been listening to it's pretty fun cool yeah oh it also reminded me a bit of kendrick lamar so oh, yeah. those oh, yeah, kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. So like vocally or, or not lyrically? so much vocally, just again, in the same sense as that it's instrumentation more instrumentation kind of, is yeah. more interesting. Like yeah. it's not like all the jazzy stuff that sometimes Kendrick has, mm-hmm. but just in the sense of how it's hip hop, but it's different from a lot of other stuff yeah. or it's rap. Maybe, maybe it's not hip hop. I don't know what the subgenres there are, but yeah. it's definitely rap of some sort. <laughs> you might, you might like uh, MF doom. If you haven't listened to him speaking of like very, mm-hmm. very well done instrumentation. Uh, like a lot of his records have a lot of samples in it. That's from like, I don't know, like old comic book cartoons of, you know, like superheroes and supervillains and stuff. I mean, he's That's got cool. an album called Mad Villain, which is absolutely genius. But uh, in between each song, it's, it's kind of just like one continuous thing that has like a lot of really nice little fun samples in there and like just neat. And like the way that the instruments kind of bleed together in each song and uh, like the samples go with the music. I don't know. I like sample music. It's yeah. really fun. Did, uh, did Danger Mouse have anything to do with MF Doom? Yeah, I think he produced that record. I would I think. I would think so. Also, I MF Doom like was I'm... very afraid of mice, so that was a big component to the <laughs> so, album. Yeah, it was. It was really rough. For Danger him Mouse is all time. over the place. Danger Mouse is all over the place. And speaking mm-hmm. of Danger Mouse, yep. uh, if you liked that, uh, I, I would recommend the Gorillaz albums because that's I like. They're the only hip hop like rap yeah. thing that I really listen to at all at mm-hmm. this point, um, and it's because they are all over the place. Like Damon Albarn is kind of the chief over all of that so it makes sense that it's a little bit more interesting to yeah. me i guess um but they i mean they've always had a lot of hip-hop guest stars and, and all that kind of thing like de la soul being the most prominent i guess uh, across all their albums but always super hmm. interesting their first album hits so many random genres along the way that it's it's a really fun time that's fun. yeah 
So yeah. But anyways, what about you, Chad? Which uh, been listening to you? I kind of started listening to a record that I listened to a lot in high school, um, which was Circus Survives Jaterna. I kind of realized this week that like there, so there's a song off that album called act appalled act appalled. Um, and it's a really cool song. Um, uh, it's got two, like their guitarists tend to be pretty, um, we'll say they, they are, they're not the typical like lead and rhythm guitar player kind of structure. Most of the time they sort of do both yeah. all the time. Right. And, and sometimes that can be terrible. Uh, like kind of like dance, Gavin dance sort of not quite as sense. technical. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, circus survive, like they're, I mean, they're great guitarists yeah. and everything, but they're not, they're not like metal technicality. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit more, or like as cities burn, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they're a lot. They're the a lot closer album. to as cities burn. The second album, like coming out sleep, uh, a I lot more like that. Yeah, no, it's that's my favorite album yep. of theirs. Um, it, but it's a lot more of that kind of instrumentation. But the act, the song "Act Appalled" has a lot of guitar parts in it that I think influenced me as a guitar player. And the way that I play and like some of the things that I do, like it has really weird bends that aren't just like hmm. unison bends or like bending for solos. It's just like, hey, this bend is going to be part of this guitar part, and it's just going to sound cool. And I do that all the time now. Or um, <clears throat> I like the fact that the two guitar parts are both playing moving lines, but they don't have the same rhythm. Right. And so they can, it, it's hard to tell which guitar is doing which part sometimes. Like right. they kind of blend into one part. And I think that's really cool. Um, but I realized this week that for whatever reason, I've been listening to that song for a long time and it has influenced my playing, but I've never actually learned how to play it. <laughs> and, and, like I just never sat down and t- like yeah. it never occurred to me to just like sit down and learn to play that song. And so did you learn to play this? I week? did. I did nice. learn how to play it yeah. actually today. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause I was just, I've been, I've had that CD on like my playlist that I play in the shop a lot. And mm-hmm. that song's come up a few times. It's just like, man, this album's so cool, and I love the sound of it so much. And then, yeah, I was just sitting at home, and I was like, I'm going to learn Act Appalled. Like, I don't know why, so I learned both of the guitar parts. To it's funny song. going back to old songs. Like, I hadn't listened to Opeth in a long time, and there's one album of theirs that I especially listened to a lot in, like, 8th and ninth grade, and then kind of stopped listening to. And I went back to it at some point midway through college or something, and, um, like, really listened to it again. And I was like, man, this influenced my drumming, like, so much. There were so many things that I took directly from this, I just didn't really even remember it, but like I knew that I did it, but I just didn't even know why. Yeah. And so it's fun going back to that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Yeah. Chad is now going to play Act Appalled on guitar for us. <laughs> yeah. What you're actually going to hear is me playing it, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now here's the other guitar part. <laughs> you can't just play a guitar, one with left hand, one with right hand, kind of two different guitars coming out each direction i mean uh, give me enough time and i can probably (laughs) make it happen but (laughs) how much time (laughs) 10 minutes a potentially significant amount of time (laughs) so i've been going back uh after last week's episode you got me really into color therapy it's so good Um, dude (laughs) yeah i was i was digging on that album all week and i kind of fell into a rabbit hole and discovered a lot of stuff like that and uh there's one artist that i discovered that i have not stopped listening to since uh called a message to bears but 
Message to Bears. I have never heard. Message, of a message to Bears is very similar. I, I found it through like a Spotify recommendation. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, you like color therapy? Check out Message to Bears. And I, I mean, he, it, he's an electronic producer uh, slash writer artist. I honestly don't know a whole lot about him because I haven't really dove that deep into the guy yet. I've just been <laughs> like digging on his albums like crazy. Uh, but I stumbled across the album called Folding Leaves. And uh, particularly, particularly the song "Wake Me," but really any song off this record is just absolutely—I I don't know—like transcendental. Like there's something about it like, that's just—it's—it's it's kind of soundscape driven. So it's very uh, electronic based and like a lot of you know synth noises and stuff. But yeah. what I like about it is that it's still grounded in more realism like you know a lot of uh, guitars like ambient guitars mm. and and you know real drums and things like that throughout but still kind of having that dreamscape sort of vibe this yeah. is perfect study music yeah I mean, if you're if you're like trying to focus on something which i've been buried in work lately so i've been really needing that you know i've, I've been trying to get away from jazz a little bit because jazz is 100 <laughs> percent my go-to for things like that but i've been trying Wait, to get you more still into, study for things yeah oh yeah i still study for the big tests oh weird <laughs> for the big those, quizzes those coming up big I, adult I went to school for 20 years of my life and i didn't study for any of that <laughs> sorry mom sorry dad <laughs> they know it's okay it's legit like I think in my life I've studied for fewer than 10 tests. Yeah, I wow. definitely. But it turned out okay. I, I, wow. I had to study a lot more uh, in the later end of my college career when I switched to computer science. Oh, uh, I believe it. But if yeah. I had only done RIM, I would be with you in that boat. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, by the time I came to college, it was almost all project based. Mm-hmm. So that was great. And like high school, I didn't study for anything like ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I graduated. I'm done. Well, <laughs> Congratulations. Sorry. No, Tangent again. No, I, I studied. I don't know. I never really, when I was a teacher, I never really encouraged my students to study hmm. only because I kind of learned the, the insides of, you know, the d- teaching curriculum. And I think for this generation of students, they don't need to study. Hmm. Any students out there listening to me, you don't need to study. <laughs> Just don't worry about it. You're going to pass that test. <laughs> <laughs> your teachers have to or else they lose their funding. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just tell your teacher that if he or she does not pass you, then he or she may not have a job Honestly, next year. Honestly, I don't know. That's the power move of the day. <laughs> I mean, this is, the, you know, the billionth tangent this episode already, but um, I was talking to some of the students at my church, and the standardized testing in Tennessee is it all went, has been trying to go online the past couple of years mm-hmm. and be hosted online instead of, you know, in paper or whatever. And this is the third year they're trying it out. And before it even started, like, students of some shape or fashion had legit just hacked it for the third time and put up like a message along the lines of like stop it please stop (laughs) or whatever it was i don't know what they said but like that's so funny to me it's just like we're gonna get it right and blah 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 this whole government thing and yeah some kids just like please stop (laughs) or honestly maybe it's teachers that also think it's dumb that just hacked it themselves and were like no 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 (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> that one teacher of that one programming class in one school in Tennessee was like, I'm really tired of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you don't need to study. But if you do feel like studying, then I highly suggest Message to Bears. It's very, very good music. It's mostly instrumental. There's some vocals scattered here and there. Um, I don't know what Is there a specific saying, album? Yeah, the album was uh, Folding Leaves, I would recommend. I believe that's his newest album. Came out, I don't know, sometime last year. No. 
couple years ago, I think. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I haven't gone chronologically. I've just been like consuming these albums yeah. like crazy. <laughs> um, they're all very good. I mean, there's, I mean, with, which is typical with this kind of music, there's not a lot of like growth, I guess. It's just like somebody who does something very well and they stick with that and they do a good job. So highly recommend that. It might not be for everybody, but it is good focus music, which I desperately need in my life right now. So if you have any recommendations for me of more instrumental, good study, like maybe maybe some chill hop, but not chill hop because, uh, I don't know, chill hop gets boring to me after like an hour of listening to it. It's like, all right, give me something new. And I, I like having, you know, various like changes in the music, but still that aren't, you know, too distracting right. you know, for, with lyrics and, and stuff like that. It's not mm-hmm. too loud. It's not too... It's, it's too loud all this music they're listening to these days Matt's age is showing uh, but anyways yeah that's what we've been listening to you guys cool. um, probably let's, have some new ones for you next week yeah maybe let's, not maybe we'll just listen to the same stuff you guys not mine to, uh, I usually do let's talk about time signatures yeah let's do it let's talk about love Anyway, uh, that's not how that melody goes at all. Um, just don't quote me on that. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're going to talk about time signatures, and it's all about the the thirteen eights and the seven nines and the. How's the seven nine go? You watch me go. <laughs> I on that note, I remember in high school at some point, someone was trying to tell me how he played. This guy played drums, and he was telling me how this other guy played drums. Was oh like, no, really fast. Like man, he he goes so fast. He can play those eighth notes. And really good, and he can play those 18th notes like so well. <laughs> Whoa! And I was like, he can play wow. 18th notes. He can play notes that just straight up don't exist. For anybody who doesn't know, so notes, beats can only be subdivided into 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, etc. Binary. Et cetera. Yeah. I mean, just like the normal number kinds of things. So anything that's not that is, I mean, like there's imaginary time signatures, theoretically, which don't matter. We're not going to talk about them, but we're sure there's an 18th note in this context of something, but it's not a thing. Don't worry about it. So whenever he said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that guy, mm, he's really good. (laughs) I think we all had those little turds in our like music classes in high school just like trying to show off yeah trying to make it look like they know what they're the, talking about the kid who played uh drums the the other drummer in jazz band in high school mm-hmm. with me he used to talk about all the time like all the drummers that he hated because they could never keep a solid beat he's like all they do is fills and like fills suck <laughs> like in general like or, or like, yeah fills are lame it's a very vague like, statement you just gotta yeah. keep a straight beat like, i don't like, know what that means you know? <laughs> i'm like i do fills Phil's Collins. Phil's Collins. Collins. Phil's Collins does Phil's. That's it. That's the only one he does. Yeah, Matt Matt Gartska would like to have a word with that guy. Animals as leaders. Drummer. Anyway, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. No four fours here, unless there are, but mostly not. But yeah, no. So. I guess you talked about having something to explain time signatures. Yeah. Or would you rather I took a pass at it? No, <laughs> let's sure. start so, with that. Let's start with four four. Yeah, just to kind so, of get everybody on board. Um, so I tried to explain it to a coworker of mine today, and realized that it's it's way harder to explain <laughs> than uh, it's really easy to understand in some ways. So like some music, when you're listening to it, you can just count it out, and like something is going, you know, you can just count it. It's in one, two, three, four. One, two. Three, 
four. Easy. Great. Wonderful. And so when whenever we say something's in four, four, or in two, four, or in three, four, um, the first number always means how many beats there are in just a bar. So or a measure for those of us or who measure. were exactly. raised yes. in the U.S. <laughs> oh, yeah. Side note, really quick, before I start saying any of this stuff, um, we all enjoy music and we play music. We None of us are music theory majors or whatever. So if somebody... I don't know. I did four semesters of theory in your training. <laughs> That's Fight a good me. point. So I was just going to say... I'm not. Don't, don't oh, tweet yeah. me. is our resident expert. So all that to say that I'm sure there's going to be some things that we're going to get wrong. And if somebody knows way more about music, cough, cough, my mom probably. <laughs> um, and, you know, is like, hey, you got that wrong. Then like... We got it wrong, and that's yeah. fine. But yeah, so uh, there's you know, so again, four four means there's four beats that make up one measure or one bar, and the so that's the first four means there's four of them, and the second four means how long or what each of those beats are. Yep. So for go. example, a four four time signature would mean that the 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 bottom four so it's top and bottom the so there's four beats per measure that would mean that the quarter note four quarter you know mm-hmm. the, the quarter is often you know the four one out tw- of four one yeah. out of four right so that that quarter note would get the beat mm-hmm. if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so you know there's in the same way that it, if it's four eight the eighth note gets the beat exactly mm-hmm. which is just another further subdivision of mm-hmm. four four yep. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so that's uh, we'll. I think it'll make a little bit more sense, kind of as as we go. But the big picture. So that's kind of a little bit of the technical side. But the big picture today is we're kind of like you can think of it. If if that doesn't make any sense, just think of it as counting. Mm-hmm. And well, like and things we're listening to, we're just counting it. Realistically, the the bottom number when you're talking about four four, the bottom number typically doesn't matter so much for listening. Right. Mm-hmm. It really only matters for notation. You're, that's um, a very good point. It, whenever you're like listening to a piece of music and you're counting in your head of like, oh, I think this is in seven, you can pretty much just stop there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. honestly, it, for you listening to it, it doesn't matter what note particular they wrote it down with. Uh, they probably changed it to make it more readable. Mm-hmm. And they, if the difference between seven, four and seven, eight is literally just what they wrote it down with. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it would just be double or half the tempo. Mm-hmm. So like right. four, four at a hundred BPM versus, I mean like a hundred beats per minute versus four, eight at 50 beats per minute or whatever would be the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, and they, so yeah, all that to say that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. there was one more thing I was going to add. Um, I would essentially say yeah. what what to remember is is most of the music that you hear, most pop music, most popular music, be it rock and roll or country or hip hop or whatever, is either in four four, three four, or six, six eight, eight. Maybe that's yeah. yeah, you know. And three four is one two three two two three three two three four two three. Mm-hmm. So if you hear a beat that sounds like that, it's three four song. So a lot of German a, music. Yeah. How about <laughs> the waltz? Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've ever heard a waltz, it's in three four. Boom mm-hmm. bum bum bum. Boom, bum, bum, with emphasis on the bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> Two, three. Anytime uh, you hear about people talking about German oompa pop music or, or polka music uses a lot of three, four times together yeah. because of that. I mean, it's it's this very like... Which is interesting because most rock music or pop music that we'll see, if it's in a three of some sort, mm-hmm. so like three, four, whatever, it typically, like I can only think of a couple like just normal songs I listen to that are in three, four, rather than most of the time it's in six, eight, mm-hmm. which right. means that the... Um, 
that the accent is on the one and the four, right. um, which seems like, so oh, well, then you could just have it be on one and then the next so one. So when you say accent on one and four, it, like what it means is one, one two, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's that's what the accent means yeah. in this case. So that's six, eight times signature. And the yeah. funny thing is, I think people have an easier time playing in six, eight than they do three three four yeah because it it actually feels a little bit more like four four yeah. or two four in this case right. because you're actually it feels like you're playing triplets in two four mm-hmm. instead of yeah. being one two three four five six they feel like they're going triple it triple it triple mm-hmm. and just sitting in that one two so you can kind of like sit a little back on that beat and just mm-hmm. sort of focus more on the one four one mm-hmm. and it feels a little bit more regular to you yep. but anyway right. Cool. Yep. So that's a so, weird discussion. So about that's a very the normal stuff. Thing. I had one more thing to say about just uh, as we get into. Um, so then there's interesting time signatures or weird time signatures that are anything that's not four four or three four <laughs> yeah. or six eight, and that's most of what we're talking about today mm-hmm. yep. is those. And so there's three different categories because I love doing categories <laughs> that I kind of feel like these will fit into for the most part. Um, one of those being just dropping beats where there's <laughs> you'll just. Uh, there's a song that's in, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, one. And it's just like, mm-hmm. ah, we'll just drop some stuff out of there yeah. for no good reason. Like, <laughs> this is what I want this riff to sound like. Yeah, and this yeah. is how it works in the song. Right. You'll just, you know, drop something off of there because you just want to do that. Um, and so there's that. Or there's, um, you know, a melody or a part influences what the time signature is so we'll listen to a couple that i'll point out that are more like that where they wrote a melody or Mm -hmm. some motif or whatever and they were like hey you know what this isn't even in four this is in five all right whatever we'll go with it and so that's that or the last one just being like stuff that's just complicated (laughs) yeah and so that's like a lot of they're changing time signatures yeah exactly complicated for complicated sake (laughs) right a lot of like dream theater or Mm -hmm. like stravinsky or like you know all this Mm -hmm. where they're just like let's write some crazy things Mm -hmm. and then they just write crazy things or you know there's a couple that we'll listen to that'll be a little like that too so those are all my preface Mm -hmm. things yeah and now uh let's talk yeah yeah (laughs) so the first one that i picked i'm i i want us to actually play a little game with um this is this is a game that i play with a lot of people when they sit in my car and i have this particular album in my car i'm like we're gonna play a game real quick and i'm gonna say let's guess the time signature um so this is a minus the bear song called uh uh something party rooms uh shoot i can't remember what the name of it is empty party rooms that's what, what it is, is. This off of? it's off of uh, infinity overhead oh then i've not mm. heard it yeah so it's one of their newer albums but cool. it is called empty party rooms um and most of the song is just in four four it's a totally normal thing and then they get to this ending section and i totally missed this yeah the first several times that i listened to it and i will say all of my examples except for one i tried to highlight bands that are doing weird time signatures but making them sound really normal yeah and um, and so that's something that i think is a little bit underrated because most of the time when people it's very do weird, difficult it is it's very yeah. difficult to make it sound natural mm-hmm. um and so this is kind of one of those things. I didn't really realize this was happening until one time I was driving in my car and I was like, huh, <laughs> this is doing something really weird. And I want us to listen to it now. Yeah, and yeah, I, totally. want, I want Parker and Matt to try and guess so what the time is. So just for is. our edification ahead of time, are they going to be doing the same? Like, is it so consistent 5-4 or consistent? You know, something or consistent? Or does it change? It or, does change. Okay. Does change. Okay. It does change. It's going to do one pass through a pattern and then another pass. And that's the okay. whole thing okay. i just i just so like just it'll think do about it, it. Yeah. yeah cool Got you'll it. hear it and you'll figure it out <laughs> we well, sure have to listen to it twice yeah here we go 
That's very fun. It's so cute, isn't it? It's very cute. Okay. So, Matt, do you have any ideas? I don't. I'll have to listen to that again. But, I mean... Yeah, if you at home, before we talk about the answer, if you need to totally go back and listen to it, I think it's worth, like, really thinking about it. Yep. And (laughs) if if nothing else, just literally count. In your head, just count with the beat and see what happens. I I think... So, I got to a point when I was... It would have been... I just kind of guessed a little bit ahead of time Mm -hmm. on that last pass-through that... Because I could tell that first one was mm-hmm. eight, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then the next one, I was like, this one, if I remember right, was seven. They dropped something there. And then I was like, mmm. Let's listen to it real quick, just once for Matt. Right, here we Unbelievably clever. I like that. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think, once you realize it's there, it's like, I don't know of any other band that's done I think that. Parker and I both yeah. figured it out. So it's it yeah. goes eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, mm-hmm. eight. And so it's all like yeah. you you can think of it as being in like so just for the sake of this thing, think about it being eight, four, seven, four, six, four, three, or five, four, 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 three, four, two, four, one, four. Yeah. And it ends just with that very last yeah. note. And I mean, it kind of trails off, but for the so, most part, uh, it just descends. <laughs> there's, man, I've got so many different examples to go off of from this. There's another song that I don't have right now and would be way too long to show anyway. Um, Bella Fleck. Does yeah. the 12 Days of Christmas, uh, and it sounds like Chad already knows where I'm going with this. He does the 12 Days of Christmas, but each one, so there's 12 different notes, um, essentially, before you just go back to an octave of the first one. You guys know that, but just mm-hmm. for any listeners. Yeah. And he does each day in its own time signature and key. So like the 12 is in 12, and then the 11 is in 11, 10 is in 10, and oh, that's stuff. Fun. But then also it, I mean, he changes the time signature, the, and it's not just like he drops a beat. He just completely changes it. It's, mm-hmm. it's super hmm. interesting. Does um, he do each of them in like a different key as in the 12 different notes of the Western scale? Yeah, but not, yeah. Cr- ra- not, not chromatically. Yes, like, not cr- yeah. um, chromatically like that, but it'll mm-hmm. like flip around. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm this one. So they're, they're all represented, like but in whatever different order. Kind of I was gonna it's say, not even it that. It's completely yeah. just whatever he wants to do cool. or wherever the melody just lines up. It's That's very awesome. interesting. Yeah. Super complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but um, probably feels like, awful to play. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and play my yeah. first example because what you did reminds me of this. This is a Protest mm-hmm. the Hero song. It's Sequoia yeah. Throne. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. Heard. I, was, I got super pumped when I saw this. And one. the first time I listened to this, I actually have the click track in this one so that you can hear it. And I'll explain it ahead of time instead for this one. Um, but listening to this section the first time I heard it, or it wasn't the first time, it was after a couple of times, where it does a similar kind of thing. So it plays the part, it plays some bits in, I think it's, you know, 4-4 four, four or whatever. It's three bars in 4-4. Four, four. So if you're counting, you count to four three times, so one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and then one, two, and then it goes into three, eight, and then it repeats all that, but instead goes into four, eight, repeats all that, and then goes into seven, eight, repeats all that, and then goes into essentially... Uh, four four again but kind of split up weird and that's that's just the whole next section is is that bit instead of what it was doing before so yeah again that's four 
sections of 4-4, a section of 2-4, and then 3-8. So it'll, yeah. We'll listen to it real quick, and <laughs> if you can keep up, cool. If not, there's a click track, so yeah. pay attention to that too. And uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I totally picked the wrong one. Woo! Goodness gracious. <laughs> man, protest the hero changed oh, the man since last they time sold I was out. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to play the real one. Here it goes. Okay, so then it goes into that section. Mm-hmm. But so this was one that I just thought was really cool. This is actually the first band that I realized was I, I heard of them at the, around the same time as Minus the Bear, actually. Yeah. And it was the first time that I knew of anything that was math rock or math core, <laughs> where it's like, oh, they're just using math and doing some stuff with it, yeah. you know? Um, and this, I mean, kind of falls into the category of like dropping beats, sort of. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because I think they came up with that. Yeah, so for the most part, I'm pretty sure their guitar players tend to write all of their music and then everybody else yeah. sort of puts their parts into it. That Don't think too hard about that. Um, <laughs> so I... Uh, too late. Yeah, I know. Um, no. It's all your fault. <laughs> um... Anyways, uh, so the guitar players, they'll sit down and actually like hash out these crazy parts and stuff because they are ridiculous. They're Mm -hmm. both of their guitar players are just monsters. And, but I, I, cause I've got like a tab book for sale of the, and just, yeah, the amounts of times their time signatures just change from one to the riff to the next. You have to just think about it in riffs, right? There's no way they're actually thinking on stage. Like this is what time yep. signature right now. Yeah. This is what, unless they are, in which case there's still monsters. Right. Um, but I, they just have to know those riffs. And I, mean, I think they just write things and they're like, this is how this fits together. And they figure out the math of it kind of right. afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, cause the only song of theirs that I've gone around to learning was blood meat. Yeah. And, yeah, da, 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 yeah. yeah. and specifically that one tapping part that's yeah, it's in like 15, 16 or whatever, <laughs> which really just means yeah i think you're right where that it there's not an an extra note that they wanted for that last 16 so it just kind so of gets just, cut off it just yeah. misses yeah. one one yeah. little beat mm-hmm. and just whatever and mm. they just kind of go with it and they're like here we go let's yep. just do yeah. this and it'll be fun but yeah i feel like that specifically like you said they just wrote that guitar part and then they're like man we'll figure it out it'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, a tricky thing i i don't know it's always been a tricky thing for me hearing songs like that especially like 15 8 songs or whatever yeah. you, like mm-hmm. 17 16 or whatever you want to call it because often it sounds like a record skipping to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it often does. Like it, it's hard to make something like that fit, yeah. especially when every instrument is sequential. Like everything yeah, is yeah. doing it in order. It can it can either sound really fun and interesting, or it can just sound incomplete. Yeah. And I think like sometimes, uh, like for the fluidity of the song or whatever you want to call it, it's almost better just to leave in that extra note. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, because. I don't know. I think it just depends. And and my counterpoint to this is is for most of my, I'll I'll just say life and life as a guitar player, I've been very focused on melodic songs and Mm -hmm. melodic playing and maybe not so focused on rhythmic. 
uh, elements to songs. Like I'm a lead guitar player. Sure. Like that's kind of my thing. And then, um, so I, I will say like when I talk about the fact that I didn't listen to August Burns Red a ton mm-hmm. or, uh, I really just recently started getting into animals as leaders. It's, mm-hmm. it's because those bands are so heavily into the rhythmic quality of what they're doing that that's almost more important than the melodic elements. And that's hard for me to listen to yeah. and be engaged with immediately because yeah. I kind of want there to be a familiar pulse. I do yeah. have a pretty good internal clock and I like it when mm-hmm. I can just sort of like bob my head to something yeah. and kind of know what's happening. Um, I will say as the more I continue to listen to like animals as leaders, newest album, the more I, f- I find myself able to kind of groove with what they're doing just because I know the songs yeah, better. Right, yeah. sure. And then I really, I value the riffs that, that don't have those extra beats that do have this kind of odd time signature because I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so like I can feel the pulse of what they're doing, even if it's slightly yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it just definitely is, it definitely is like uh, musicians music, quote unquote, yeah. most of the time, um, which is, you know, like listening to Pliny or whatever, which uh, there's going to be yeah. like a couple examples <laughs> today of that even, um, where there's a lot of complicated things going on. And I'll go back and listen to it partly because I love the the melodies and harmonies, you know, the mm-hmm. music side of it. That's not the rhythm side, but also the rhythm is so weird and complicated that I want to go back to it because part of my brain is just still trying to figure out that puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. just, you yeah. know, they and the rewarding part of like, Ooh, I got it right. Like I know what's <laughs> yes. going on now and that's really fun. But I mean, I think you're definitely right in, it depends what you're kind of going for mm-hmm. where, um, and there'll be a listener submission later that fits in with this pretty well, where if you're trying to appeal to the mass audience and like have it be just a bop, and like fun, yeah. then hundred percent, you got to stick with something <laughs> fairly normal. And especially yeah. mm-hmm. like five, four, I feel like is the only odd time signature that you can kind of make work that f- can feel pretty normal mm-hmm. without people batting an eye too much. And, but besides that, I mean, it's four, four, three, four, six, eight. I think seven, much. four can work. I have a couple of exa- examples of seven yeah. that actually work pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, five, but, four, seven, eight, they, mm-hmm. they can work pretty well yeah. into the 13s you're getting a little weird people yeah. because because the skip happens so late in the yeah, phrase right. that some people go oh, and that's wait. really what it is it's yeah. the fact that the the skip happens so late after your brain has already familiarized <laughs> like mm-hmm. with with the the melody or the riff or whatever's mm-hmm. happening to where you know you're ready for, a you're ready for it to start over and b yep. you're not ready for that skip yeah uh mm-hmm. and and like you said Parker, especially it is, being that fast yeah exactly yeah. especially when it's fast but now, once you are familiar with the song and you're familiar with how it works, then you do feel rewarded when you figure out like the time signature that it's in. Like you said, it's musician's music for that reason. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you don't have to be a musician to enjoy that stuff. And that's uh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously totally fine. But you know, as human beings, we like to know what to expect <laughs> yeah. with our internal beats and the it, you know that's why we like four four so much. It's because we know what's coming. We mm-hmm. it's it's familiar. It's expected. Uh, and oftentimes like, you know, so when you have a five, four beat, it's, it's odd, but it's not that odd because right. it's not so long of a phrase to where you're, you're so comfortable in what's happening. That right. You, you know, <laughs> it, it's unsettling. It's still, there's still something comfortable about mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, that's my first pick is, uh, five, four. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> they call me the queen of segues. <laughs> uh, why, why the queen though? 
Because I'm a lady. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. you're pretty? Because I'm pretty. Nice. Cool. <laughs> My wife tells me I'm pretty. Oh. I picked uh, Take Five mm-hmm. by Dave Four? Brubeck. <laughs> I feel like I heard the first uh, f- the first like second of that just a minute ago. <laughs> no. Uh, I actually picked Protest the Hero. I no. I picked... <laughs> no. This is a song off Protest the Hero's latest album. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, featuring lead saxophone. <laughs> yeah. No, I picked uh, Take 5. This is a jazz classic. It's a jazz standard. I figure I'd go a little easy to start out. I think my picks only get more complicated, but uh, <laughs> I picked the song mainly, obviously, because of the time signature, but also because this is one of those songs that, and I've said this from the beginning of the podcast, I listen to a lot of jazz. I haven't talked about any jazz so far on this True. show, and uh, I thought this was a good was a song, time. a good intro. Mm-hmm. Um, so so many jazz standards are in different time signatures, very odd time signatures, um, and I think jazz is one of the few genres that can use time signatures to its advantage and make it sound unique and very interesting and fun and uh, I don't know, still appeal to, I guess, the mainstream? Yeah. I don't know. And I, I think Take Five, this this whole album, there's there's a number of songs on this record that uh, this came out in 1959 by the Dave Brubeck Quartet, by the way. Uh, and there's a number of songs on this record that are in, they're in kind of bizarre time signatures. Um, Take Five being like the, the lead song, that's the name of the album. It's probably the most noted song on there. But it's in 5-4, which essentially means, you know, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, 2, 3, 4, 5, 3, 2, 3, 4, 5. Which is odd because, you know, you want it, to, like like we were just talking about, you want it to go back to 1 after the 4, <laughs> but it doesn't. Uh, but it's still, the with with the, the piano and the saxophone kind of merging together here, the saxophone takes the main riff. We get, the song starts out with drums, and it's such a great, you know, classic drum beat. Um, that's just so beautifully done on the kit, but then the piano kind of comes in with the bass, and then the saxophone takes the lead riff, and that's where the song really just feels so, like it, it it's it, it's supposed to be like that. Like this is one of the songs that wouldn't work if it was in four four. Like it it needs to be in five four, and that's mm-hmm. my issue with a lot of time signatures. Yeah. Is so many songs don't have to be in the in the crazy time signature that they are, but this one. You know, with the, the like the literal riff that you're hearing on the saxophone, it wouldn't work if it was in four four or any other signature. It has to be like this. So yeah, uh, go ahead and play it. This is the beginning, like right after the sax comes in. This is Paul Desmond on the sax, and he composed this tune, not Dave Brubeck. This one, yeah, I actually picked this one too, which is what I accidentally started playing earlier, which this is the the classic, if you're in an intro to music class and they explain time signatures, and they're like, sometimes time signatures are weird. <laughs> this is, like the, this is song, the song they play. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I've probably heard this in like a billion different music classes for that reason. And it's a great example of mm-hmm. it because, like you said, it, there's no way it should be in anything different. Like right. if it was do 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 bum 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 bum, it would be like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. It would feel like there was an extra beat there that mm-hmm. shouldn't have been there. You know? It, yep. uh, yeah. So this is this is absolutely. Uh, 
one of the standard jazz tunes. Mm-hmm. I recommend if you're trying to get into jazz, like you know, I uh, this is like I said before, a genre that I never really got into until I heard this album and kind of blue by miles Davis. Yeah. And I'll talk about that one too, but like, those are two great, uh, intro records to this whole wide world. And especially if you're trying to get into something more, I guess, intimate, like a, a jazz quartet is more intimate than like a big band. And often this is the, what I get from people who are like trying to get into jazz. They're like, I want to get into it, but I don't really like big bands. Like I don't mm-hmm. like all the trombones and the like the whole big orchestras. Yeah, because I don't like that stuff either. I don't <laughs> like big band music. Cheesy white jazz. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> people what that think jazz is is mm. the stuff like from the Roaring Twenties. You know, like the the flapper girl music and the jazz hands. Like that's not that's not uh, what we're talking Matt about. Matt was doing here. jazz hands just. So <laughs> I was doing jazz hands just now. Uh, Again. you can see it on our feet. Yeah, <laughs> on our <Yeah>. feet. <laughs> you can on see it on my feet. feet. Um, <laughs> this song does something though that I think is is worth talking about. And the way that I was kind of taught to understand um, most odd time signatures is that you actually kind of break it up into different sections. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one of the ways they could have talked about the the meter of this song instead of calling it five four is to actually say that they were switching time signatures yeah. every other measure mm-hmm. going from three four to two four. Mm-hmm. Because you'll notice like and the piano part is exactly that is ba 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 boom ba 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 it sits on that one two three one two one there's mm-hmm. usually with five four there's and seven four kind of to a slightly more extrapolated point um <laughs> five four is either one two three one two or one two one two three mm-hmm. um typically it tends to sit in one of those two mm-hmm. camps and so this is a really good example of that of like yeah. if you feel like i kind of hear what they're think- talking about but like i don't really understand what they're saying listen to that example again and listen for that that one two three one two and listen for that emphasis that sort of lilting beat and i think that's why fives and sevens can just feel more natural i mean and sevens less so but like because i think our brains are good at understanding threes and twos (laughs) and fours are just subs are double twos and sixes are double threes and threes are just threes like because yeah. mm-hmm. a three is a three is numbers and math um but Patterns. so fives <laughs> you know being able to subdivide in those as long as it's doing it well mm-hmm. then that's pretty easy to for your mm-hmm. brain to think about that and sevens you could also yeah what three three wait two, three two, two, two seven you could do three yeah three, three two two, two yeah. or whatever um three two three or two three three yeah. uh <laughs> i think that would be eight it would be eight three, I, I, <laughs> yeah three two two yeah. or two two three or two yeah. three two yeah. yeah and those are like your brain's like okay cool yeah i can yeah. i can dig that yeah. um or four and three or whatever mm-hmm. but as soon as you get more complicated than that it turns into something different another uh five four example real quick this one's actually a listener submission and has some background info Ooh. um so we'll probably go to break in a minute but let's do this one first so this one is from shannon deal who is suspiciously named the same as my mom because <laughs> she's my mom uh, <laughs> hey mom how's it going mm. so she i pretty a lot of stuff of music i learned from her and because she's a music teacher and stuff also from my dad but uh theory wise definitely from my mom (laughs) and and uh so this is she had a couple different examples that she suggested but one of them was the mission impossible theme oh yeah which is interesting because uh here i'll read what she wrote and then kind of extrapolate on it she said the mission impossible theme is interesting because it's an early example of a pop song in five four and because they had to change the version so that it was danceable. I'll get into that in a second. The original version of the TV theme was by Lalo Schifrin in 1967 and was nominated for a Grammy 
uh, award for best pop instrumental performance. I also found that the composer of the theme had a little joke with the journalist. He was asked why the theme was in 5-4, and he said that the U.S. government had recently found an extraterrestrial with five <laughs> legs and needed the right music to dance to. And he wrote the song for that creature so he could dance. Wow, what a joke. <laughs> Which is so great. Like, that's, uh, that's you just can't fun. get away with that crap anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the and the thing with... the. It was actually played in discos. I only know this because my mom told me. Um, <laughs> but it was played in discos after the TV show came out because that was a big thing. TV themes would just be played in discos and people would dance to it. Uh, but like nobody could dance to it because it was in 5-4 and they're like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And so that's why some people would be like, oh, Mission Impossible theme's not in 5-4. It goes, bum, bum, bum. Because that version technically that exists. Did not sound like Mission Impossible no. to me. That sounded like. Yeah. Uh, what am I thinking of? Shoot. I don't it's know. Like, it's like a dancey gym tune, like we would have listened to in middle school. Honestly, gym. oh, hmm. oh, I don't know. I mean, oh, unless man. it is just a rendition of Mission Impossible, that's the dance one. I don't, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't. But know. in any case, anyway. that's that's what they are were you, doing at are the you time. Thinking at of least. the Mortal Kombat theme. <laughs> <laughs> would have recognized that so too here, let also, me, but. I'll go ahead and play it real quick just so you can all hear what the original is is like I'm although I'm sure you know it but here it is So yeah, it's in 5-4, um, but they had to change it so people could dance, which is just really funny. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thinking of... Y'all ready for this? That's what I was thinking of. I mix those two up sometimes, too. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. I just needed to figure it out. So yeah, I I thought that one. Uh, I mean, it's a classic yeah. five four, and like it needs to be in five mm-hmm. four to sound like that. I mean, to obviously, be fair, yeah, like totally. I've heard that theme before for like the newer Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Even never thought about the fact that it was in five four. Yeah, and as soon as she said something about it, I was like, huh. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Although it's funny in the trailer for the newest Mission Impossible that I don't know when it comes out, mm-hmm. but they actually do uh, they yes, do it in, in four four, four yeah. until because it does. Uh, I don't know. They put a rap song well, over like, it. Or yeah, it's some uh, weird yeah. like rap rock song going yep. on top of the riff or whatever. But then right towards the end of the trailer, they go back into 5-4, mm-hmm. which, so if you feel like looking that up, you can, but it's like, and then, whatever. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you guys want to take a break? And yeah. then we'll come Real right quick. back yeah. and talk way more about all this stuff and have so many crazy examples. <laughs> Hey there, how's it going? If you're anything like me, which you might be, then you probably tune out to a podcast episode right towards the end before they do their little outro spiel. So before doing that in this episode, I wanted to kind of catch you right here in the middle and see if I could put a little bug in your ear, specifically just for conversation and community and feedback. And so that anything that you have thoughts about, you know, you hear these three guys talking, probably making all sorts of mistakes and talking about weird things that you have better thoughts on than we do, I'm sure. We would love for you to send an email or tweet at us or whatever, but, you know, join in the conversation. Tell us your thoughts on any of that stuff, and then we'll bring it up with each other and in the podcast for later episodes. We would just love to get that feedback going. And so it's not just the three of us talking at each other the whole time. So that being the case, if you would, just whenever you have any ideas, 
send us an email at joyceclectic at gmail.com and tell us what you think as well. And again, like I said, we will bring that up in a, in a future episode. And then also you can check out the end of the episode where we always talk about the upcoming podcast and what the next week's topic will be. And if you have any ideas for those as well, you know, a topic idea that you'd love to hear, hear talked about, let us know as well. We would love to include those. We've got a whole list right now of things that we can be talking about and it keeps growing day and day. But anything that you guys have ideas for, honestly, are probably more interesting because it's something that our actual community wants to hear about, which is just really encouraging to us. So we've been hearing great feedback and great uh, reception so far, but it would just be awesome to have more conversation and more community as we keep going. So thanks so much for keeping the show alive. We're having a blast. We hope you are too. Here we are again. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back. We were talking about time. Crisis four. Oh, interesting. Right? Is there a fourth one? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Is that Isn't a movie? There? It's a video game. I don't. It's, I a, I don't it's a rail shooter. It's one of those. Uh, like you to, oh yeah, like uh, the arcade yeah. one. I was thinking like Crisis three, and I was like, ah. huh. I don't. Speaking of on rail shooters, there's a rumor that at E three there's going to be a um, Star Fox but racing game which could be very odd Ooh, and interesting that seems like an odd choice yeah with but mario kart 8 already existing right but like it would be somewhat fairly like it would be more along the lines of diddy kong racing where there's like a more of a single player mode and there's yeah. bosses and stuff it's like which pilot could wings be, I, I have no idea <laughs> or just a star fox game <laughs> right exactly and so i don't know i'm very yeah. curious we'll find yeah. out um, so anyway, that's very the video related. game corner. <laughs> Hi, welcome uh, yeah. to Video Game Corner. <laughs> uh, yep. So yeah, we were talking about time signatures, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go ahead and lead us off with another 5-4 example since we're here. Um, this is going to be another Minus the Bear song called Michio's Death Drive. Um, and the main thing to listen to here is there's a higher part that is in 5-4 that plays while the rest of the band and other guitars, drummer, bassist, and such, uh, all play in 4-4. And so it's this kind of funny interpolation of two parts that eventually will like wrap back around and and have these moments where they'll they'll line up again but it's just a, an interesting little thing to listen to I was headbanging. <laughs> <laughs> headbanging. Yeah, no, it's just kind of a fun little example. Minus the Bear likes to do, they'll create loops a lot. And I mean, mostly their lead guitarist just makes loops for every single song and tends to play his DL4s more than his guitars. Mm-hmm. But um, this is kind of a fun example of like he just makes this loop and it just kind of plays and the rest of the band plays over it and mm-hmm. it has fun little moments. Yeah, and it's neat, like kind of polyrhythm sort of mm-hmm. things where one thing's doing a different thing on top of a different thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's fun because yeah whenever stuff doesn't line up like you said there's sometimes where it feels off and then it all settles back in it was mm-hmm. kind, of, uh, kind of reminds me of the he is legend song from like i don't know the second episode where we talked about drum parts where it feels off for a little bit and then it comes yeah. right back together mm-hmm. and that's just really sad i'll have an example actually of that a little bit later um but yeah it's just always really fun and i guess one thing too that we kind of were talking about with something else 
was like higher guitar parts mm-hmm. doing the polyrhythm thing can kind of get away with it with being a lot yeah, more yeah. subtle like mm-hmm. if i wasn't paying close attention then i wouldn't have probably noticed that the higher part <laughs> wasn't you know mm-hmm. in uh just in four four doing its own yeah. thing yeah uh yeah and that's neat yeah cool yeah matt very nice. Yeah, my next one, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about transitioning time signatures, uh, things that often start in 4-4 and kind of go throughout the song and, and into different little parts. I always think that's very fun. Uh, rock music does this quite a bit. One example you might know is uh, the song Money by Pink Floyd, uh, which is a uh, very famous baseline. Money, money, money. Money, money. It's so Gotta funny. Gotta have that money. <laughs> in a rich man's world, right? ABBA? Pink it, Floyd? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Pink Floyd. <laughs> money, Correct. Money. Yeah, that's Pink Floyd. Got it. No, uh, <laughs> Money by Pink Floyd is the the one with the baseline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that song starts out in seven, eight time. You know, it's it, there's a very funny story behind this song actually. Uh, so the band was recording Dark Side of the Moon, and they had the album finished without this song on it, and they went to go give it to the label, and the label basically said, "Well, it doesn't have a hit." Like, you need a hit before we can market this record. Interesting. And they were like, well, we like the record. We don't think it needs a hit. Like, we're Pink Floyd. We don't do hits. <laughs> and they didn't, really. Like, any album that they put out to this point, like, they weren't a hit, man. But, um, sound like I said hit, man. That's, yeah. They, they were not about hit, making man. that. They also that. were not that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. so they so they kind of recorded this song in 7-8 just to be <laughs> funny and, like, mess with the label. Because, obviously, songs in different time signatures didn't market. Like, they, you know, they're, they're plain, plain and simply put, they're not marketable. They're not as popular as a 4-4 song. They just aren't, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, because most people aren't really, they don't care about that. They, they don't like it. Quite as it doesn't groove quite as easily. So, Money starts out in 7-8. You know, it's a boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Well, halfway through that song, they they wanted to do the whole song in seven eight again, just to kind of be funny and mess with the label. Uh, and you know, ironically enough, it ended up becoming the biggest hit on that album. But uh, David Gilmore was trying to write a guitar solo for the middle of the song, and he he didn't he didn't like anything that he wrote in seven eight. <laughs> yeah. So halfway through the song, when that guitar solo kicks in, it transitions to four four, uh, and then it goes like that for a while. Yeah, it's just easier, <laughs> yeah. honestly. I mean, especially when you're trying to write something like. A guitar solo it's oh, like man. oh man how many folks who can solo good? along to really weird time signatures and like yeah. especially freestyle soloing <laughs> mm-hmm. with like 13 8 or whatever <laughs> yeah. is in just insane like too crazy yeah it's it's bizarre like how how much talent it takes just to like because <laughs> yeah. i mean you have to constantly have that going in your head like you have to be counting why you're doing whatever technical stuff that you're yeah. doing it's really hard to make something up and still pay attention to like yeah. where's the band right now like, <laughs> so so if you can cheat and just like switch it at the last minute before you do your right. cool thing like that's the way to go and, but you know what like because of because the way that that song is orchestrated it's it sounds so like it, it's such a great intro to that solo like just the like it, it, it's just uh-huh. a nice nice uh, transition there and i think that song being what six minutes long the whole thing being in seven eight might get a little like Ugh. but Makes anyways sense. it works uh some of the pioneers behind the transition of time signatures were the beatles so if you go back to songs like uh, here comes the sun. It's, it sounds natural. It sounds like it's you know all in four four, but there's parts of the song that like suddenly switch to three four. Or like Blackbird, like, like also. Mm, is that one? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> totally right. Like which is an all acoustic song. It's yeah, Paul McCartney's. Um, but yeah, that song does a, a I think at least one or two transitions. But um, 
the the song of theirs that goes absolutely off the rails in its uh, time signature changes is "Happiness Is a Warm Gun," which is I'm, I have a list here that I'm just gonna read off like the amount of times that this song changes. The song is two minutes and forty four <laughs> seconds long. Keep that in mind. Here's how it goes. Okay, four bars of four four. That's how it starts. Then it goes into one bar of two four, five bars of four four, one bar of five four, one bar of four four. Then it goes into three bars, uh, to uh, three bars to four bars to four bars in a series of three eighths. Uh, then it goes into nine eight, then ten eight, one bar each. Uh, then it goes back to four four for four, four bars. Then three bars of twelve eights, uh, so on and <laughs> so on and so on. With a, yeah. they, they go absolutely nuts in these transitions. And I mean, I've heard that song probably a hundred times by now. Listening to these guys forever, I never noticed that because mm. I mean, you know, I, you know, it it does sound funny. It sounds odd, but it also sounds. Like natural, like yeah. just normal. I don't know, but if you if you get a chance, go listen to that song. The one that I wanted to talk about was Radiohead. Uh, their song "Paranoid Android" is one of my favorite favorite uh, transitions. This is a song that's mostly in four four, but when they uh, kind of switch to the bridge of the song and the the whole style of the song changes, they go into seven eight a little bit, and they kind of flirt with that line of like just going back and forth, like four four seven eight four four seven eight. So we'll play a sample from that. And keep an eye, like keep an ear out for like when it, it starts out in four four and test yourself and see if you can like figure out where they go into seven eight. I thought I started at an earlier spot, but that started in 7-8. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it did. I mean, it started in 7-8, then went to 4-4, four, four, mm-hmm. then went back to 7-8. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, I just think it's that's, it, it's, uh, I don't know, when a band can pull off a transition like that so seamlessly, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, I don't know, something about it works. And yeah. I enjoy 7-8, just like I enjoy 5-4, because I don't think they're overly complex to the point right. where they distract from a song or... I don't know. It's like I said before. It's very hard to do something like thirteen eight or you know go <laughs> yeah. into seventeen like those double digit time mm-hmm. signatures yep. and not sound like you're a little like forced. Yeah, forced. Well, here's the thought that I have right now that I was just thinking, and I'm gonna say now. I wonder <laughs> if it's kind of easy to have a guitar riff, for example, like that was That's a guitar riff that fits the whole thing just fits in seven mm-hmm. but kind of when you start getting into 13s most of the time you're getting into territory repeating of something. repeating exactly where the first time right. is a certain length mm-hmm. and the second time is just missing something it's the same riff, or adding something yeah, yeah exactly like, does that a lot right so they'll have a riff that's like digga 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 where it's the yep. same it's the digga 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 digga, but the uh-huh. like second part adds a little something on the end of it to right. make it fit into this kind of weird. Time so that kind of makes it to where, because there's the repetition there, and the repetition is different from itself, mm-hmm. then it feels more odd. And so I think that's maybe what's more unsettling about it, as opposed to down 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 down. Yeah, if that was even right, I don't know. <laughs> is you know that's just one riff that if somebody then repeats that, and then there you go, you got it, yeah. and then cool. And also the fact that you know if. Uh, 
if you're playing just a regular beat over it, like just in four four, mm-hmm. probably every other time it mm-hmm. would it would kind of line up in some way. Uh, not necessarily. It's whenever you can get it. Yeah. Usually with things in like five four or seven four, if you multiply it by four, you're, right. you're gonna wrap yeah. back around. Exactly. Yeah. So um, those things. The one thing. Uh, so two examples. I'm actually gonna give sequentially, but they're kind of short. Are two examples that I have of time signatures or bands that do time signatures where this is more about the performance maybe than the songwriting where one I feel like pulls it off really nicely where it feels very smooth and the other one I feel like just it's the same time signature but just feels kind of forced a little bit and it's actually they're both in 5-4 a lot of our examples are in (laughs) 5-4 which I feel a bit bad about but whatever it's uh, I mean it's still interesting and so the first one is Holy Water by The Classic Crime and this one well, here, I'll go ahead and play it first, and then you can tell me if you feel like it's uh, forced or not forced. Or I'll, I'll play both of them just kind of right back to back. So this one's Holy Water by The Classic Crime. That was that one. And then this one is Wood and Wire, Wood and Wire by Thrice. That thrice example is so much more comfortable yeah. in that time signature. Like the classic crime one, it sounds like the guitar player was like, I have no idea what to do or how to do this. And so I'm just going to play like big chords on the one and because I'm listening for the click track to yeah. tell me when to play. And it. Yeah. the drummer, I don't know if the drums are recorded live and the drummer's good. It's Robbie. I don't know his last name, but he plays drums well, but I don't know if it was recorded live or if it was programmed in for whatever reason, but there's no dynamics. So like the thrice song is God, God, boom, boom. And there's a lot of ghost notes and stuff, Mm -hmm. which ghost notes for non drummers are just, if you're hitting on the snare on like, and it's just quiet notes. It's not like a slam. Like you're not hitting the drum with your full force. You're You're just just kind of letting the stick (laughs) bounce a little bit essentially. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the thrice one just has a lot kind of going on, a lot of dynamics and it feels fluid. Whereas mm-hmm, the other mm-hmm. one, it just feels really like I'm going to hit these beats that are in this place and just a lot more forced, I feel mm-hmm. like. And yeah, so the first totally. time I heard that song, I was like, guys, you could have just made that a regular time signature <laughs> yeah. and it would have been more rocking. Like it just didn't feel like it felt like they were trying to get a vibe that didn't fit the instrumentation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the kind of way they were playing it. Yeah. So I feel like that's an example of something where like the song, I'm sure you could play that song probably in a way that didn't feel forced or weird, but just the performance of it actually kind of took away from the, you know, uh, composition itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Um, so I'll say my, my next one that I'm going to do is a little bit more on the, the like weird side of things mm-hmm. where they're, they're going to change time signatures a lot and it's not, even in this like short example, it's a 30 second example and they change. So the main riff is in seven, eight and it's pretty quick. So to actually count it, and that's kind of the weird thing is like a lot of these riffs, if you think about them in too long of a time span, mm-hmm. they, they can, you can try and fit them into four, four and it can kind of work 
work almost, but it would take like 28 bars yeah. um, for it to actually fit in four. Anyway, um, the main riff is in 7-8, um, and it's a pretty familiar song. If you've listened to Between the Buried and Me at all at any point, you've probably heard Selkie's An Endless Obsession. And the main riff at the beginning of that song is in 7-8. Um, the next little section that happens right after that, that's sort of a lead in to the second riff, is in 4-4. Four, four. The second riff itself is in. I think it's in seven eight and then like a measure of three four hmm. and then seven eight again up until it goes back to the main riff and is in seven eight for some more time and then kind of continues going into that little pattern for a little while. So let's listen to it and just uh yeah. They just kind of change. and that's a song. Honestly, like I didn't actually realize that was in seven until I was, I, I like happened to have that tab pulled up at some point this uh-huh. week, and I was like, oh crap, this song's in seven because <laughs> I'm so familiar with that riff that and I play it all the time, and yeah. so I, I just don't really think about the fact that that, that riff's in seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, crap. and I think that's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes too, the I mean, like you said, with things repeating. If it lands on somewhere comfortable later, you, you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of songs where it actually will be in four, but it'll feel like it's not in four because it'll be like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, mm-hmm. two, three, one, two, you know, or something mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. that where you're like, oh, it's doing something weird. Oh, oh no, it lined back up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and for the record, that was in four. If it's mm-hmm. one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's eight beats, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of subdivided. Instead of subdividing in fours, they're subdividing in three, three, and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and subdividing just means, you know, dividing it into smaller and really, parts. Yeah. So that really brings up a whole discussion about like beat versus time signature mm-hmm. and, and what things actually like. So much of the way things are notated does not really have to follow the way that they feel. Yeah. Things can usually be notated in two different ways, mm-hmm. rhythmically speaking, because you can think about them in usually more than one way because it is math. Again, yeah. you if you get too in the weeds with it, you can really, really get into a yeah. weird place really fast. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, the way that I've always tried to like understand rhythms, and especially when I'm trying to like write out something that I've already written, is what does this feel like? Yeah. Um, and that's a really vague statement, but <laughs> if it feels like it's a repeating bar of seven, write it in a seven time signature. Mm-hmm. Like don't try and force yourself to put it in a four, four time signature. If it feels like it's in a seven. Time yeah. So here's signature. an interesting exactly. thing on that. After listening specifically to Sequoia throne, mm-hmm. um, that protest the hero song I played at the beginning. That was not take five that I started. <laughs> playing. Um, after listening to that, I, I was at that point, um, playing in a band's beautiful dying day with me and my friend James in high school. And I was like, I want to write a song in interesting time signatures. But I was using GarageBand, and at the time, GarageBand could only pick one yep. time signature at a time. Like, you couldn't change it in the middle. It might not even be able to change it now. I'm not sure. I know the iPad version. I don't think you can change in the middle, and it only gives you the option of being like 4, 4, 3, 4, or 6, 8. Gotcha. Yeah. So, mm. and I think the computer version did give more options than that, but it, what I ended up doing... does. I don't think you... I still don't think you can change it in the okay. middle of a song. But. Which, in Pro Tools, for the record, like other programs, like the one we're using right now to record Pro Tools, you can change it as much as you want yeah. to whatever <laughs> you want and like it can be all sorts of crazy stuff but i really wanted to write a song that was in a weird time signature or you like change time signatures 
but the only way I could was by keeping the metronome, like because like I, I wanted the metronome to stay to being the same thing, so that mm-hmm. I played along with it. Um, so I just wrote something that was in quote unquote six eight. So the whole metronome is in six eight. So it's one two three four five six one two three four five six. But then the guitar parts would be. One two three four five. One two three four five six seven. One two three four five. One two three four five six seven. Or something like mm-hmm. that. So it was always subdivisions where it, it would, would add up to twenty four. that. Yeah, it mm-hmm. would add up to twenty four, but it might be five five seven seven or five seven six seven or no five, seven, five, five six seven six or whatever. So it always add up to twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I have that one here. I'm not going to play it. It's an old recording and it's not very good. But. <laughs> Well, whatever. I'll play it. It's again. It's an old recording. And it's not very good, but at least it kind of gives the example. Um, so yeah, this is this is my band from back in the day. Uh, the song's called "I Have This." This is good, which is a reference to old Greg. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah this, so, this is good. Yeah, here's this. <laughs> So. It is amazing the sounds that you make with your voice because so that, I know you like I, I'm looking at you right now and I've seen you laugh and be happy and like and, and it's just such a funny thing to hear like coming out of your face like, I just, anyway. yeah that was I think that was 2008 or so man that was 10 years ago. I was 16 years just old. Stop it. I just pictured you as a big blue puppet with googly eyes <laughs> eating a bunch of cookies. <laughs> I was thinking Grover or something at first. I was like, I don't understand. I mean, that is a big blue puppet with googly yeah, eyes, no, but also that. Cookie Monster. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that was... Actually, we have a song that was called V is for Veggie because oh. apparently they changed C is for Cookie to V is for Veggie yeah, briefly. They, yeah, they were trying to make Cookie Monster a little bit more health conscious. Yeah, which is very <laughs> silly. So, we had a song called is for veggie and it had nothing to do with that that was just yeah. back in the day where you'd call stuff random yeah you things. could literally um, every song had a weird goofy yep. name that mm. didn't mean anything yeah but yeah so that was uh that was just a fun time where i was i had to figure out some workaround to mm-hmm. how to do kind of some math rock core stuff if you are at home and you're like man i wish i could also figure out a, a good solution if your program in any way allows you to change the the accent notes of the mm. metronome that's a really easy way to just mm. just get rid of the accent note if you just keep it all in like a straight just even level click and then you just sort of stop looking at the program itself when you're recording you can have you can make it be whatever time signature yeah, you want that's a good point you and just gotta count you just gotta count yeah, and yeah. I mean that that's a little obnoxious when you're editing later because <laughs> it's like uh, none of these measures actually line up yeah. at all with anything uh-huh. um, but for playing's sake it will work out yeah so. or you know you can just be a wiener and not ever <laughs> just write four, 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 right four, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't go overly complex. I think I, I wanted to kind of just bring up a short point. I think that's uh, going into a song with the like when your first idea is I want to write in a different time signature. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time that doesn't lead to something that sounds good. <laughs> that's true. I think, you know, if you if you're writing a song and maybe you mess mess around with it in a different time signature or just like experiment in a bunch of different time signatures Mm -hmm. that's when you get something cool or get something that might be a little bit better but if you're going into it like i need to write something in five four because it has to be that way (laughs) and you end up you know writing something that yeah yeah, it works in five four but 
you know, like I said, 99% of the time, I'm just fine in 4-4. I think it's just a question, too. Uh, I mean, because, yeah, I think that's definitely true. But genre does get taken into account where mm-hmm. classical music, for example, I'm, you know, there, there's definitely some of that where it's like, we're just going to do some kind of crazy stuff and it's going to yeah. be crazy for the sake of that. And also, I feel like metal is kind of the exception of the rule where, yeah. you know, again, Protest the Hero just wants to do fun, weird stuff. And yep. like, you yeah. know, I do feel like Dream Theater just kind of does weird or does complicated stuff for the sake of complicated stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, well, to a point, but it, even still, like I, I would assert that most of the people in bands like that in protest, the hero and dream theater, yeah. Paul Gilbert, like mm-hmm. all the shred guys, like they have inoculated themselves playing and learning music yeah. in odd time signatures yeah. and learning jazz and learning all of these different examples of mm-hmm. really technical music that I, I don't think they're having to try to write these. Right. They're not, they're not sitting down going, we're going to write a song that goes, the 13 and then to four and then to five like yeah they're just writing yeah and they're they're just making up riffs and and then after the fact sitting down and going huh that does this really crazy thing when they have to like communicate it to some people then it's like oh well i guess that kind of does 13 and then five and then you stand on your head for a bit and then (laughs) yeah yeah i think kind of the amount that the music itself is complicated just in like what you're playing and things can necessitate how complicated you're allowed to go time signature <laughs> yeah. wise. Well, yeah. But you know, like if you're playing four chords, probably there's not a lot of leeway to do weird time signature yeah. things unless like, unless, you know, Dave Brubeck, it just fits. I mean, obviously it's jazz, so it is more complicated as well. Well, hey, so, okay. but, well I have a really good example for something that's a really simple song. Yeah. But that actually fits in a weird time signature fairly well. And this is a song by Broken Social Scene mm-hmm. called 7-4 Shoreline. Oh, um, yeah. And spoilers, it's in 7-4. <laughs> they kind of were a little on the nose with that one. But the song really doesn't change chords that much. It's mostly it's just a good... Simple, it is a very it's a simple song. song. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. It, it grooves. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, just a really cool song. And let's listen to it because I don't want to talk about it anymore. simple groove yeah, yeah but they i mean they they just kind of jam with it and it's yeah. just a really good time and there's some horn parts that come in later mm-hmm. and everything but like it's it's a very simple song mm-hmm. it just it it's not to say that simple things can't do weird time signatures yeah. i i just but that's another case of i don't think they sat down and were like let's write a song in seven four right right yeah, i think yeah, it was sure. they had this but their guitar player was like hey i've got this kind of riff that's pretty neat yeah. Oh, by the way, it's in seven four. It's, it's just that's I mean, what it's happened. It's hard to you know you can't you can just never know the intentions of writers. I guess True. too is yeah, a big yeah, thing yeah. where sure. you know maybe some people plan to do it a certain way and then it turned out well, or they just were like, oh, this sounds cool, and it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I guess both of those yeah. are entirely possible. So I think you know as far as writing things go, whoever is listening and wants to write seven weird time signatures, mm-hmm. just. If it happens, you know, cool, whatever. But like, and sometimes you have to practice that stuff. So yeah. maybe write something and then just never show it to anybody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yep. I've I got think, a, yeah. a couple more examples to give. Matt, do you have anything before I? Yeah, uh, I wanted to. I had a few more examples that kind of went along with the simple theme mm-hmm. um, and a little bit like one of the genres that we haven't really talked about at all. It's classical. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to pick out a 
modern classical piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, this is uh, time signatures are all over classical music. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. those those great every composers, single one of them, like <laughs> Bach and Beethoven, and all, like they that's that's what yeah, they every did. Every single I mean, one of them has a time signature. <laughs> Fight me, <laughs> honestly. Like when those pieces are so <laughs> long and there's so many movements in you know a suite, mm-hmm. it that's just that's just how it was back then. You know, they would write and they would give different sections of the of the band or the orchestra different time signatures and you know it would all just go into one piece and um so that kind of stuff is bizarre but i thought i'd pick something that's a little simpler uh you're probably gonna recognize this song this is like a modern classical piece uh even though this band popped up in like 1969 i think (laughs) um it's a penguin cafe orchestra I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Mm. Yeah, they've they've got a couple pretty well-known songs. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. there's a song oh. that plays right towards the end of that um, that it, yeah. uh, movie. It's like... Is it about to sound like what we're about to listen to? No, it's not that song. That's in 4-4. But one of their other popular songs is in a time signature that, honestly, I couldn't tell you what it is from listening to it a couple times. I mean, I've heard it before, but like, I, I really try to study it. I couldn't find anything online. I think it's in fifteen eight. Um, so we'll listen to it, and maybe you guys can help me explain. Okay, so yeah, it's 15. Because yeah. it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. I yeah. just, I could, I was having trouble finding like where that root was, you know, like uh-huh. where, where the root notes started. You can either call it 15 or you can call it a bar seven, of 7 and a bar, bar of seven, 4 bar of or two bars of 4. Right, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the, <laughs> that, I guess that is the, the thing. Yeah, because all in all, like you said before, Chad, it all doesn't really matter unless you're notating it. So like, which we're kind of, we're yeah. thinking of both at the same time. But mm-hmm. if you're just listening to music as a listener, you can just think of it as kind of, I mean, however you want, as yeah. long as, I mean, as, as long mm-hmm. as you kind of get what's going on, if you want to get what's going yeah. on, just, yeah. you know, understand kind of where it starts again and then count that out if yeah. you feel like it. But yeah. for me, again, no, yeah, just real quick for me, there's like a difference between like wanting to notate something and then like realizing that you have to play something mm-hmm. because for mm-hmm. me, like, if I'm going to listen to something that I want to find a way that I can count it, that isn't incredibly difficult yeah. because mm-hmm. counting to 15 sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like having a thing in my head, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, uh, even then, like yeah. I, once I get to Sev, I want, I either want yeah. to say seven or yeah. I want to stop. Especially because <laughs> of repeat. just syllables. Cause up yeah. to six, that's just one syllable. Yeah. Saying. When I was trying to count some stuff earlier that I'll be showing in just a minute. Um, Trying to count, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, and like, and then trying to do 11, 12, 13, yeah. 14, yeah. 15. That's why it's like, nice to break it up, into, yeah, like, to say one, so one bar, at seven, least one for bar counting eight, in or, your head, it's a lot easier, yeah, but yeah. and yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. That's that's why you would split it up. I mean, like, for mm-hmm. me, I'm I'm always thinking like double digits, so I don't, I don't like try to start at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four. I just keep going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, and then I just <laughs> lose myself, yeah, in trying to count it, but. Yeah, I picked that song just because I really, yeah. I really enjoy yeah. that song. That's, I mean, that's used in, or it was used in movies, and it's kind of like that, like everything's gonna be okay, like yeah. positive song. resolution towards yeah, the it's end. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, like everything makes me think of now. like Little Miss Sunshine a little bit. I think it, 
It may not have been that movie, but it was in a movie that came out. It's a very similar, like, tonal movie. It came uh, out around the same small time. Small Madam Brightness? Yes. Yep, you know it. it. <laughs> Clam Jam. Three, three points. Um, <laughs> Clam Jam. Clam <laughs> Jam. Um, yeah, no, like that sort of big indie film kind of yeah. movie with, like, yeah. really overexposed Yeah, I think it was and... pretty popular. This song came out in, like, 1972, by the oh, way. Wow. It's a very, very old song. I mean, yeah. very, very old, but, like, it's... Uh, c- <laughs> yeah. Compared to like what weird thing, pretty much everything else we've played today, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) except for the David Um, Beck song, yep, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so I picked that one. I had uh, one more example, but yeah, go ahead, go Uh, for it. Sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go ahead and do it. (laughs) My last one is a time signature. I don't think there is a time signature in this song. Um, it it flows very smoothly. It's a, I, I love this song. I mean, we've talked about this artist a number of times. Uh, it's Sufjan Stevens. Um, he he goes off on like weird like whatever he wants to do tangents in his music and this is the opening song off uh the his his Illinois record um concerning the UFO sighting near Highland Illinois mm-hmm. I uh, I've always tried to like this song has always baffled me with exactly what he's doing I used to think it was in 44 and then I thought there's no way and then I tried to count it, and then I, I just, honestly, I haven't done any research online, so maybe I just don't know. But I don't know if there is a discernible time signature here. Um, I found a piece of sheet music that uh, had an idea on it, but I don't even know if that's 100% correct. But the sheet music says that it's uh, it's 9-8, and then there's one bar of one sixteen, and then it goes back to 9-8. But listen that's to it. Silly. Yeah. It's It's kind of silly. But like, if you're trying to play this on piano, it's it's mostly piano, and then there's like some flute scattered in there. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to play this, I don't know if you'll be able to like. I think this might be one of the songs that you have to play by ear. Yeah, you know, to to figure out exactly you just where sort it goes. Have to feel yeah. it. There's like, a there's a Metallica song. Actually, I don't listen to them very much to be honest. But there's some Metallica song that I think has. Is it one maybe? Um, mm. But it has a thing that's kind of like that where it's always notated a certain way. But the way that's notated actually has an extra little beat mm-hmm. that isn't in the live version. Where mm. technically there's not quote unquote a way to notate it just quite right because it's just a right just a beat that just gets or a quick pause that just gets played live the way mm-hmm. that they do it but it would technically be like a one one twenty eighth pause yeah. or something stupid like that so and it, it, it automatically becomes silly when you try to notate that yeah. when you try to write that down so I don't know let's listen to this one that's one of those things where i mean technically yeah you could count it a certain way and it probably is something like that like 1916 or Mm -hmm. whatever but more than anything else it's just 
hey, let's just kind of pause here and kind of hold back for a second. And so probably wasn't recorded with a click, but was just recorded the piano sure. part first, yeah. mm-hmm. and then and everything then else just subbed all the other instruments yeah, in exactly. afterwards. And they play very reactionarily because yeah. the feeling that I get from this song, and this isn't a dig or anything, yeah. it's just literally like this is a very improvised kind of song, yeah, and not yeah, that sure. he didn't write it all the way before he recorded mm-hmm. it or something, but there's a, a very strong element of I'm just going to kind of be pretty free and musical with this and that's fine it doesn't have to fit into that category but yeah kind of like you're saying like there's not really because there's not a beat to it even Mm -hmm. there's not really like a regular pulse to what he's doing Mm -hmm. he he kind of lilts it and he can do that because he's probably playing piano and singing it at the same time Mm -hmm. and then all of the other instrumentation at least in that clip of that is just being reactionary yeah the flutes probably don't play the same thing every single night right and then, you know, all it, it yeah. probably is just like, oh, okay, he changed here and I can do this little flourish here after that. And yeah. none of that requires there to be a time. If you're going to play with like a drummer and 18 other instruments, yeah. you need something right. or a conductor mm-hmm. <laughs> of some variety to help you do that. But if this is what you're doing, like you don't really need that. And it could be that be it's notated too it. as there's the, I can't remember what it's called all of a sudden, um, but the little bird eye thing, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Where it's just, it, all it means in, mu- in sheet music, anybody who knows sheet music stuff is going to be so mad at me right now. But all it means is just hold this one out just a little bit longer. And it's possible that just mm-hmm. on that last note, he's just got one of those yeah. theoretically, you know, where it's like, and eh, just kind of hold it out for a second. And it doesn't actually, you know, have any specific beat. Fermata. Fermata. There you go. Mm. Um, so it just means, yeah, hold it out for a second. And uh, and we'll do something with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. Okay. So I've got one last one from me. And mm-hmm. then I've got a listener submission that I, I hate that we waited all the way till the end here, but honestly, it's quite complicated. So if you're still listening at this point, yeah. I mean, you're probably fairly interested. Um, and also we very much appreciate you. We'll get into that later, I guess, right towards the end. Um, but both of these are by the same artist and one of them's again for me, one's from a listener. Uh, this first one is called uh, wombat astronaut. Hmm. By, or Beyond the Burrow, I think is the subtitle of that one. But, but it's by Pliny, again, mm-hmm. which he just fits into so many <laughs> of these things so well. And this one is, if you count it, you really can count it in 4-4 four, four if you want to, with just a lot of pushes. <laughs> but the pushes, if if you want to count more closely, is kind of in, there's a section of 5-5-4, five, 5-5-4, five, four, five, five, four, and then a couple other little things. But eventually, it all comes back around to being in a 4-4. Four, four. So it's one of these ones where it feels like it's in something real weird, hmm. and then you listen to it more closely, and you can just count 1, 2, 3, 4, and it's just in 4. So, which is kind of the opposite side of the spectrum of what we were kind of talking about before. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and play over it. It's really, it's just all the pushes yeah. Yeah, to be fair, in weird spots. Yeah, yeah. to be fair, I'll, I'll be one of the people that it's like, I hear this 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. I, I just hear mm-hmm. I just hear this as being 4-4, four, four, they're just holding the groove and pushing on weird parts. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. And, yeah. and I'm not, again, that's not to detract from what this is about, because this is another case of, is it, do you go by the feeling or do you go mm-hmm. by, you know, notationally what it works out to mm-hmm. being? Yeah. And I, I think it can kind of go either way. Yeah. So it's to- it's 100% the f- the feeling. I mean, it doesn't 
feel like four four because the downbeat mm-hmm. or the upbeat is not on the one or the two. Yep. It's it's on the ands and the it's it's in the exact opposite spot that you want it to be for yeah. a four four mm-hmm. song. But and that I, I don't know, I think that's very clever. And this is it's a thing that um, there's a whole genre of music that does this. <laughs> pretty much exclusively which is gent where there's (laughs) it's like the drums here are i mean the the whole gent thing pretty much is in their breakdowny kinds of parts are the hi-hat or the crash or whatever and the snare are still on one two Mm -hmm. one two three four and like the snare's Mm -hmm. on the three yeah and just sticks to that the whole time but then the kick is doing whatever the guitarist is doing which is some weird other thing that's completely (laughs) separate from that like down but down but down you know so like weird rhythms on top of that stuff but then uh, part of what keeps this feeling in four is just the fact that i mean a it is in four but then also the snare is still on the three boom the hat and the snare um so yeah that's that's that and they call it they call it gent because it's played by gentlemen i really thought it was like g-e-n-t for a good I don't know, a couple days or so when somebody first showed it to me. I heard, I read that term online way uh, before I ever like heard anybody talk about it. And the first time I saw it, I didn't even associate it with a, a like genre. It was uh-huh. just thinking of like, oh yeah, that's the noise that you make when you go. <laughs> and so that's yeah. that's the <laughs> only thing that I. That's thought exactly what it's called. That though, it's really. Oh, and so that's all I thought. I just thought it was a joke on that. And then everybody was like, "No, Mashuga is like a really cool gent band." And I was like, "Oh, wait." I mean, you weren't wrong though, because it is a joke on that that just became a genre. They were like, "Oh, kind of stuff's like you know, gent, 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 gent." There you go. That became a thing. Uh, All right. So this last listener submission, uh, again, I hate that it's so late in the podcast, um, right at the end. But this is from our friend Rob Hudson. And ooh, Rob, ooh, hey, <laughs> oh wee, ooh wee. Um, <laughs> so he submitted this one. It's another one by Pliny. This is "Tarred and Feathered," which is a really good song. And this intro, I he was like. Honestly, I'm not exactly sure what the time signature is. And I was like, honestly, I don't really know either. So then on the drive to work, I did the whole, I was having to count into the more than sevens. <laughs> and that was really frustrating because it's, it's fast and stuff too. Yeah. But I finally figured out what's going on. I'm going to play it first and then explain it. And it's kind, it's very interesting. Um, but it sounds, it, it doesn't sound quite so unusual. Um, but whatever, here it goes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Whoa, that was There's very complex. <laughs> oh man, wow, I keep playing changed the wrong a lot. <laughs> I'm just gonna right. reuse that joke again. <laughs> I don't know whether to leave those in or yes, not. Yes, you I gotta leave like... them in because they're keeping this one alive. I think. <laughs> oh man, we've got like a billion of these in here, so I keep playing the wrong ones. Okay, here's "Tart and Feathered" by Pliny. Okay. Hmm. His hi-hat's kind of doing a seven thing. So, his hi-hat actually is not doing a seven thing. His hi-hat? hi-hat's just staying right on, and it's not changing at well, all. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Like, it, it's kind of the, like, the anchoring factor in it all. Right, yes. I just only got to a seven when I started realizing <laughs> that, and so I'm like, is that doing kind of a seven So, thing? what's going on, it's, um, so most bars, 
so a lot of times something in four four will typically subdivide into like each beat can subdivide in like so one two three four one and two and three and four and one e and a two e and a three and, and mm-hmm. so it'll like subdivide into halves of all that um but then you'll get stuff like twelve eight where it subdivides into triplets instead of into um Groups into of two or four into groups of two or four exactly duplets um so that would be one two three one two three two three three two three four so that would be like 12 eight mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. or 12 four or something like that um so this the drum part is actually playing in five it's playing in five but with triplet subdivisions so doing what one two three one two three <laughs> one, two, three, two, two, three, three, two, three, three, four, two, three, five, two, three, one, two, three, two, two, three, two, three, two, three, five, two, three, whatever. It's and the guitar is playing something in it's six, eight, and then eight, eight. So it makes a total of fourteen. So there's just mm. one little one little <laughs> thing right there at the end that doesn't quite line up. So it does kind of like what we heard in that um, under oath song from a bunch of weeks ago. Where then the next time around, the beginning of the guitar thing doesn't line up with the beginning of the hi-hat thing. Mm-hmm. So the hi-hat's on with it on the beats the first time around, and then it's not on the second time, it's not on the third time, and then it's back on the fourth time, and then it's not on the... Th- and so it keeps doing this thing. So, But what's interesting about it is like, if I was trying to think about it, and honestly, if I had more time this afternoon before we recorded, I was going to try to record it as if it was in just 15 yeah. itself to see what that sounded like. And the way that I think that it would come across is just a lot more like kind of bouncy and fun and not mm-hmm. very interesting. Don't can't don't wait don't can't don't don't can't don't 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. It just like it's not nearly as kind of interesting and <laughs> and fun. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say a lot about this one mm-hmm. without just kind of like writing it all out. And, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Can we listen to it one more time? Yeah, let's quick? listen to it one more time. it's super weird and that last the way last one actually does do an extra um Mm -hmm. an extra one beat so that it all lines up to go into the next section Mm -hmm. the next section is actually not in that rhythm the next section is in i think just regular 12 eight yeah Pliny does some really neat stuff but it all just it sounds very cohesive yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. uh at the same time so i don't know any other thoughts on any of that Bleeny's crazy. That's about it. <laughs> Folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, boy. This one was heavy. Uh, <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, go back and listen to any of the other episodes. If you really weren't into the technical speak, this episode had way, I think we can all agree, way more technical talk yeah. Yeah. than I think any of us planned and probably more than we're going to talk about generally in the future this week was all about time signatures which is definitely not everyone's bag so if you're a music <laughs> fan and you know you you listen to the show weekly and you like the music you probably like this episode uh if if you listen to the show weekly just because 
you like the talk, maybe you want to go back and listen to <laughs> some of the other ones. Um, or tune in next week. Uh, we promise it's going to be a little uh, lighter. A little lighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to get into vocal parts and harmonies. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Uh, we realize we haven't done any vocal discussion yet. Uh, we've talked about guitar, bass, drums, and then... When we uh, talked about our, our heavy, what is heavy section? We, we had heavy. a little bit yeah. of vocal yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, a little but bit of not focus. really. Like, not a and cool I, I kind of had a realization, especially during this episode... None of the songs that we picked, besides like one or two, had vocals in them. Mm. Uh, or at least not the parts that we picked. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into that uh, quite a bit next week. Uh, I, I already know which ones I'm going to talk about, and I think it's going to be a pretty fun <laughs> discussion. So please stick with us. Um, if you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and go subscribe so you can check us out every week. We are Joyous Eclectic. Please feel free to email us with any listener submissions you got, especially for vocal harmonies and, and parts in general, because there's so much to talk about with that. I guarantee we're not even going to scratch the surface, uh, just like we didn't even scratch the surface this week. I mean, there's so many great things out there. And if you're trying to get into music theory or, you know, just trying to get better at your instrument. Yeah. Go listen to some of the stuff that we were talking about. It's, it's really good exercise to kind of get to know like just how music works and how Mm -hmm. notation works and things like that. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. Email us your thoughts. Please don't be afraid to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We're on all the big ones. We're at joyous eclectic or electric, if you want to type that one into <laughs> You're not going to find us, but you might find something fun. Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> Probably joyous. us. I think we're to say that it won't work. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, so, yeah. Um, tweet us. Send us pictures. Uh, I don't know. Send us dirty pictures if you want. <laughs> Probably Whoa. don't send us dirty pictures. <laughs> well, we're all married. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do yeah. that. Don't. <laughs> Gentlemen. Keep, and if you're, yeah, if you are still listening at this point, which I know most people typically probably tune out right towards the end, but if you are still listening as much as possible, word of mouth is really hard to get going on mm-hmm. podcasts because it's so hard to share them. <laughs> but um, yeah. if there's any way at all you'd consider just talking to your friends about it or whatever, that would be super awesome because, uh, yeah, it would just be really yeah. helpful. Tell yeah. your friends, tell your dogs, tell your ferrets, tell your frogs. Tell your frogs. Wow. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your parrots, tell your frogs. But if you tell your rabbits, <laughs> I swear to God, I will find you. Mm. Anyway. Thanks. <laughs> no well, more parrots. Like, See ya. <laughs> Coffee or something. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please, as always, be joyous, be eclectic, and uh, bye, Dad.